There's a song that I like that says, you deserve the glory and the honor. We come to lift you praises and worship your holy name. For great is he, he's a miracle worker, and there's no one else like him. There is no one, there's no one else like him. Let's give him a hand of applause. He's worthy. Hallelujah. We serve a mighty God. You know, struggling with two and three different um, sermons, I, I definitely have a word for the three o'clock Spanish service that we are having, something small the last several months. But um, I was, it's accustomed to prepare the same sermons for both services. But we're going to eat differently in both services today. Someone's going to have turkey and someone's going to have some steak. Amen. But we're going to eat today, that's for sure. But I felt in my heart that as we're culminating the, the year and going into 2020, church, we're just drawing closer to the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The indications and the writings are on the wall. The map is set. John the Baptist prepared the way for Jesus Christ, and the signs of our times are definitely showing us that his coming is near. Now, what I decided to do, and, and I believed in my heart, is we, I needed to speak around this time last year. I gave an, an overview of what we do, how we do it. And I believe that it's important for me that around this time of year, comparison to last year as we're going into the new year that I give you a little insight of what the church has been doing in Kensington Avenue because this is a mission that has been an assignment not only to Calvary Vision Church but it's an assignment that God has called the church from the four corners of this earth and we're doing it. I'm going to show you a, 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 a clip really soon and I'm going to move out your way so that you can see it. Um, the video that you will see, you will see um, on it, you will see friends. You won't see their faces because we want to respect their identity. You will see primarily um, their feet. Uh, what you will also see is um, someone sweeping. What you will be seeing sweeping are obviously... Um, you won't see it, but it's needles. We see hundreds of them in the streets where we serve. And also body waste and body fluid. It sounds horrible, but this is the life that people live today. But God loves them. And that's why he's called Calvary Vision Church. You will also see the bags, the bags that you here in Calvary Vision prepared. You will see our friends, and our volunteers. That man that you will see me praying for is a man that had recently turned to drugs after his wife overdosed and died. You will, almost, oh, uh, sing, you will be seeing a group that is singing that has come all the way from Georgia to be part of the table. See, we're affecting cities. Calvary Vision is the model of what's transforming 
churches and cities. I say that because I see it. I say it because I believe it. I say it because God called us to it and he'll show us through it. And you will also see a few nurses that are serving food. But you will also see a few of our own the day that, that, that the video was taken. But you will also see, and I can show you later, there's a man um, that his name was Thomas. Thomas, about a month ago, served. His family told me that he was an elderly man, that his heart was the table. Soon after he served, that Sunday, he was in the ambulance stretching his hand to the heavens and knowing that he was about to die, but he died serving God. Hallelujah. We're affecting people through the power of the Holy Spirit on both sides of the table. He went on to be with the Lord. In lieu of money, this is about the third viewing of um, some of our volunteers that's perished or want to be with the Lord, that in lieu of flowers, in lieu of money to the family, they're saying this ministry was so profound to their lives, it gave them hope and faith. Send the money to support that ministry. Is that the power of God? Is the table transforming lives? But is the power of God that's behind us all the way. So you can go on and play the video. And hold it one second. And if anyone doesn't know this, I may speak about the ministry a lot, but I hate to hear myself. You'll see me on the video praying and, and talking. They only captured me. It wasn't my doing because if it was up to me, I wouldn't be on the video, okay? So I, I need to clear that up. But definitely it's powerful, it's short, and to the point.
I'm sure that everyone's heart here is racing. Come to me, all those that are tired and heavy laden, and I will give unto you rest. Our friends are tired. Our friends are desperate. Our friends choose death over life. Our friends have no hope. But you, Calvary Vision, are allowing our friends to find hope because it's more than food. Matthews 25, 40 says, the king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. The king is satisfied because if you did it unto one of the least of them, whether you gave a box of juice, whether you gave financially, whether you left out of here on a Friday night smelling like peanut butter and jelly because you made 250 of them, if you prayed for our friends, God is pleased because you did it unto one of the least of them. And he calls them brothers and sisters. I want to, this has been in, 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 in my heart really quickly. I know that a lot of folks aren't here, and it's not to put you out there. But how many have prayed for our friends in the community? Just lift up your hands really quickly. Amen. You may put your hands down. So if the least that we did, you've done, is prayed, it's amazing whether you see it or not. Your prayers, Psalm 17, 6 says, I call on you, my God, for you will answer me. Turn your ear to me and hear my prayers. That's a statement of faith. To call on God, the God that answers, the God that has the ability to move, 
to listen upon the cry as he did to Israel when they were captive in Egypt. Your prayers are not to wooden sculptures of what people may call Jesus Christ. Your prayers are not to a, a Christ that's on the cross. Your prayers and my prayers are prayers that are being lifted up to a God has, that has all the power in his verb. Has all the power. So when you call on him, when you ask him on behalf of others, I am sure that those prayers are not in vain. Because what sustains ministries, what sustains missionaries, what sustains those individuals that decided to go into the lion's dens and keeps them safe is your prayers. Because the enemy has come to kill, to lie, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I have come to give life and life in abundance. The enemy has been lying to our friends, has been lying to people that prefer death over life, but God has called you as Bible-believing Christians, believers of a God that has given us the authority to speak to someone to transform their lives through eternity. You may not see it, but God sees it. You may not know it, but he knows it because God is real. When you ask you shall receive. When you knock, he shall open. When you call, he shall answer. That's the God that we profess. That is why when we feel tired and sick, when we don't want to get up or serve or prepare early in the morning, at 530 in the morning, we're fixing coffee and preparing food. I want to sleep, but I know that my reward is great with God. So your sacrifices are not in vain. Your Friday nights are not in vain. Your Wednesday evenings when you're praying is not in vain. Your Sunday mornings when you're praying is not in vain because God is sitting on his mercy seat and he wants to make miracles, but he wants to hear the prayers of the saints. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Call on him. Him, your God. He will answer you. What you see is not always what you get. Looks are deceiving. There are five berries. Five berries that you see up on that screen. Five berries that look edible. Five berries that seem that they're delicious. But that's to the naked eye. It's deceiving. Because any of these berries, it can make you sick. Some of these berries can actually kill you. But looks are deceiving. What you see is not always what you get. What you see is not always the end result. When we walk, I don't know if any of you have driven down North Philadelphia. It's sad. It's sad. But... God is able. Those poisonous 
berries are in most of our houses. You can't eat them, but it's in some of our vases with uh, uh, plastic plants or so forth. They're on your reefs. They're probably on that tree out there or somewhere in, in this church. They can be used for something that may be pleasing to us. 1 Corinthians one twenty seven says, But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, When someone comes to Christ, he becomes a new creation and the old passes away. He chooses those persons that are by the... When you see them, it's easy to say, well, look at them. They're lost. They don't want no help. But those same peoples that seem lost, those individuals, those teenagers, those parents, those grandparents, them granddaughters, them grandsons that are lost in the streets are the people that God is choosing to be our future leaders. How do I know that? It's difficult to understand. Because God has mysteries. But before you, you see an ex-addict. And someone probably looked at me. And my looks were deceiving. But what God seen was a godly man behind that mask. Hallelujah. Because looks can fool us. What you see is not always what you get. The lost are going to be found. He's going to turn their pain into joy. He's going to turn their weakness into strength. And overall, they are forgiven. Hallelujah. Did I lose you or are you just listening closely? Amen. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee... Matthew 4.19 and John 21.6. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother called Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. He told them, come, follow me. Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. They had their... Their jobs. This is how they made their living. But what you see is not always what you get. Their purpose was just not physical fish. God was calling them to fish people. Their jobs, their careers, they had. But he's flipped those script on them. What you see is not always what you get. He chose them. And what he spoke to them about is what they already knew was about fish. Now, if you look on um, John 21, 6. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. Your requirement is to follow Jesus. Our requirement is to follow Jesus. He will instruct us. A common thought amongst us is, I don't know how to. It's common. Well, if you follow Jesus, 
the author of our lives, the one that knows our beginning from the end, he already has a plan for your life. All you and I have to do is have enough faith to follow him and allow him to give us instructions on what he wants us to do. In this case, he called fishermen. The fishermen followed Christ. And later on, when after his resurrection, they seen him a few times. In one of those cases, the fishermen, the disciples were on the boat. Well, they couldn't catch no fish all night. They tried all night. It was what they knew how to do. You know, if you follow Jesus, your careers, when it may seem like your career is down and out, if you follow Jesus, he'll instruct you and make what he's called you to in order to survive your jobs. He can promote you even there. They were lost. They couldn't find fish. And he gave them a simple instructions. Throw your net to the right. We, at times, don't have what it takes. We are sometimes so pressured, even in our jobs, even in our household. See, with obedience, if we follow Jesus, with obedience in the most difficult moments of our lives, in the stress that works that work brings, Jesus can come to you, but that is if you're following him. If you allow him to instruct you, because his wisdom superpasses ours, because he is the author of wisdom. We ask him for wisdom. This is where we have to come to him. Show us what needs to be done next. We do not know it all, but Jesus Christ, our Savior, does. And he simply said, Cast your net. Cast your net to the right side. Something simple. So simple that it changed their way of looking things. Sometimes we try it our own way. But sometimes, as Pastor said last week, we have to let go of what we know and allow him to fill our hands with his instructions so that we can flourish, so that we can prosper in whatever he has called us to. Amen? He will instruct us. When it comes back, it's so much more than the fish that they were fishing. He's called them to save lives, to go out and find people that are lost in the ocean. Now, some of us are called to fish. To work with people in our workplaces. Because that's important. Where he has called you to fish. Because fish is the bait. Am I right? The bait. You need the bait to bring the fish in. Well, in our hands on Saturdays, the food, which is the fish, is the bait to bring people closer. But he's called us to fish in stormy, rainy, ocean-like waters. Where the waters are rough. Where it's difficult to fish, but all we need to do is listen to his instruction. He tells us to move, we move, which we did several weeks ago. We went from one corner to the other corner because that's the God that we serve. He loves us, and because he loves us, he'll direct us even 
for our own safety. So my question to you is, the requirement we know is following him. Do you have his instructions now? Because we're all called. Maybe you believe you're not qualified, but we're all called. Whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will repay him for his deeds. Proverbs 9, 17. He will repay you. When we're faithful to the Lord, we have been repaid already just with knowing him. But when you loan, if you go to the bank and get a loan, your interest is sometimes higher than what you borrowed. It's as if you're loaning unto the Lord. When you do for the Lord, he will bless your coming in. He will bless your coming out. He will bless your finances. He will bless your family. I'm not preaching prosperity here. But what I'm saying is when we're faithful unto the Lord, he is faithful unto you. What father here, when a son asks for a fish or a child asks for a fish, would give him a serpent? None of us. And that is our Heavenly Father. When we're faithful to Him, ask. He will bless your deeds if He haven't already. But it is important. It is important that we allow Him to sit at the heart, at the seat in our heart. Our message is simple in the streets. We feed in order to draw them near. When they come near, as we witness every Saturday, their guard comes down. A high percentage of the times that we pray with them they begin to cry because they know that we are called there by God to love them, to be representatives of Christ. They know that they can trust us, that there's no harm going to be give, put upon them, but the only thing that we're going to do is to love on them because God loved them first. Three weeks ago, about a month, I would say, ago, we asked for a miracle. Remember prayer? We asked him to lean and to listen, to turn and to listen. On one, in one week, we were allowed by God to fish in four individuals that we prayed for, that we fed, and that we took to a treatment center. And I was on the phone with one of the mothers. She was crying on the other line. She says, please take care of my baby. 
please help them. So when you help one person, Jesus said you would leave the 99 for that one. And that one can affect multitudes of people. That one can be restored. That one's family can be restored. See, the devil has stolen, but God wants to give them back what the devil has stolen. See, that one can go into a treatment center and say, I was at the corner of Kensington and Somerset. I don't know what happened, but they prayed for me, and I don't feel the same. They prayed for me, and my life seemed to have taken a turn for the best. They prayed for me, and I don't know what they did to me, but I know that something happened that's so overwhelming that I cannot cry because God turns hearts of stone into mushy. Hallelujah. So mushy when you couldn't cry, all you do is cry. Church, all I do is cry sometimes. If you see me boohooing, leave me alone because I'm okay. See, once upon a time, I couldn't cry. Once upon a time, I was hard. Once upon a time, I carried a gun, not to boast or glorify drugs. But I know what God is able to do with the power of a praying believer. So church, pray on. Church, Fix sandwiches on. Church, continue to make your plastic bags and put in there all the goodies that they may like because it's more than food. Someone's life will be transformed through eternity and will never, ever be the same. I know it because I live it. I know it because I'm told about it. I know it because I feel it. God is able. God is your leader. He is the mountain of Zion. He protects those that he loves. We may go in the valley, but someone told me that it's in the valley that we grow. In your pain, there's growth. So pray on, cry on, because God is listening, turning his ear and listening, and he will reply, because he loves you. How many knows that God loves you? Give him a clap offering. <laughs> Hallelujah. And if it's all said and done, you know, in one night, it's sad what I'm about to say, 22 prayers, but I'm more than sure that more, hallelujah, like those 22 will die. But the difference is that they know who to call on because the Bible says, absent from the body, present with the Lord. Philadelphia may have the highest rating of deaths throughout the United States, but the church is going to make a difference because before they close their eyes, all they need to say is Jesus. Jesus has power. Jesus can save. Jesus can take you to the presence of a living God. God, Jesus, 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 nothing but the blood of Jesus is capable of changing the unchangeable. Hallelujah. How many can give him a clap offering? And with that, I'm going to crawl, I'm going to pray. And if someone that is here today has not had the opportunity to accept Jesus as their personal Savior, I invite you to make the prayer of faith. The Bible says, that if you believe in your heart that he is Lord, confess with your mouth that he is Christ. That he resurrected three days later. That is sufficient enough to take you to the presence of God. To call you a child of the Most High. So that you may be able, as I tell our friends, there is a king and there is a queen in you. And with that prayer, you can shake everything off. 
Hallelujah. As eagles need to receive new um, 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 feathers, right? What they do is they need to shake the old ones off. Do you know what they do? They go fly high on the, the highest mountain. They hit the they hit the mountainside so that the old feathers can, can fall off. And that's what happens when you accept Christ. The old shakes away. Everything becomes new so that you can soar as the royal person that you are. You are created in his image. You and I are children of the most high. Oh, my God, is that a sermon right there? Children of the most high. My parents are called Bienvenido Rosario and Julia Rosario. Yes, I am their children, their birth children. But my daddy, my real daddy, is alive and well. Hallelujah. Make him. Make him your daddy. Just with that simple prayer.